Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Devontae Smith to get a reception. Boom. How, how Bang is Devontae that. Smith to sleep right though? Isn't that Kevin Durant? Hasn't that already made it? Is, it's also Devontae Smith. Oh, you got to have a football Slim. one and a basketball one. Right. But you know what? There, there should be a Slim Reaper for everything. There should be a Slim Reaper for for, for hockey. Yeah. You, 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 who's a hockey? Yeah, Victor Hedman becomes a Slim Reaper. Hey, right. sure. And the WNBA. You like the WNBA. Yeah. Who's, a, who's a Slim Reaper in the WNBA? Brianna Stewart. Brianna Stewart. Yeah. Brianna Stewart. There you go. Wow. Who's a Slim Reaper on this show? Rogers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we I like go. That. I like that. Everybody's that got a slim call. reaper. <laughs> the way. Hey, definitely not me. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. It's Love Hate Day. I'm your host, the Slim Reaper, alongside Matthew <laughs> Berry and Jay Croucher. You know what? Some people have called me the Grim Reaper, you know, because I do. I look close to death as it is. So um, <laughs> when you get some like thick Reaper, maybe Jalen Carter can be a thick Reaper. <laughs> yeah, all sides of the Different size, yeah. yeah, different size. You know, <laughs> kind of the I got the Dad Reaper. Is what I'm feeling. The Tire Reaper. reaper. I don't okay. Know. I like your clothes today, Matthew. Thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. Interesting. I went, the, the tuck in. Yeah. Like a peaky blinders. Well, here's answer. the thing. All right. Yeah. So he's giving me crap for the fact that my shirt is tucked in. Here's it. Here's what happens. All right. F you, because I'm going to go there. You know what? You're you're trying to embarrass me, but here's what happens. Here's what happens. Look at this. See, oh, this is. No. So I've got like a mic. I've got like a. I got a pack here. Yeah, you got trans stamp. Like, yeah. Right. No, no, no. no. Can you guys see? Oh, you guys can't see this. Hang on. Screw well, there we go. you guys. Hang on. I'm going to show you guys. All right. So look. You see this pack right here? That that's like my microphone pack and everything like that. And what happens is if I don't have the shirt tucked in. It digs into my skin is what it is. And it's cold and it's metal yeah. and it hurts. And so then I'm leaning back and I'm like, oh. And so anyway, and so I could decide to either tuck my shirt in or play through pain. And you know what? Some of us aren't strong enough to do that. So yeah. I guess that's right. I, I tuck my shirt in so that I can focus entirely on giving the best fantasy analysis and making fun of you. Like that's my entire goal here. Not necessarily looking great. No one's no. I mean, I appreciate that you wore like a Niccolo, uh, a Jokic, you know, as a kid and, and wore torn Yugoslavia sweatshirt. Uh, era Nicola? sweatshirt. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, no, oh, I get man, you. We're off to a hell so, start. Yeah, so I'm just thinking about TJ Watt I mean, playing through. I mean, TJ Watt's playing through a dislocated finger and torn ligaments. Matthew Barry can't take a mic back and press up against <laughs> yeah, his back because right. it's cold. It, it, it's cold <laughs> and it, it digs in. It, it digs, digs into in. my skin. Like, uh, and then my wife, like, is uh, like, "What poor, happened to your back?" TJ. I'm like, "It's the, it's the, it's the." It's the mic pack. I'm just, in all seriousness, I mean, like, it, that's like a discount rack. Like, that's not even like a real oh, – no. Connor, feel, oh, feel that logo. 
Like oh, that's like a real. pasted on logo. No, like it's, it's, real. Like, it's better than no. that. Oh, stop it. That's yeah, like it does. A, what do you so call good. it when you press it on? Like when you're at <laughs> the mall? Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Like that's a that's a ten dollar. Like you went to dollar store and got <laughs> Nicola. that. Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> Nicola. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Nicola. <laughs> My best Serbian friend <laughs> in the world. Oh man. Oh boy. Well, a lot of hate to start love hate today. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. We're yeah, really exactly. in the spirit. Yeah, exactly. Let's get to some love. Really, really in the spirit. Let's jump into the Roto World Player news first, and of course. For all your Roto World player news, go to NBCSports.com. And here are the notable injuries we are tracking early in the week right now. Ryder Diamond Ross St. Brown still dealing with the abdomen. He was limited in practice. Same for Saquon Barkley and T. Higgins, limited in practice. A lot of DNPs, though, early in the week here, guys. Deshaun Watson, Darren Waller, Zay Jones, Jameer Gibbs, Tank Dell, Mike Evans, and Roshan Johnson have all not practiced to start the week. And there's a couple that that kind of really make me nervous here, especially Watson and Evans, because, by the way, Evans, Pro Football Talk, just literally minutes before we went on air when I was tucking in my shirt, (laughs) tweeted out the fact uh, that Evans not spotted at the open portion of practice, the beginning of practice. So, again, Watson coming off the bye, Mike Evans coming off the bye. They had a whole week off to get healthy, and they're still not practicing this week. I don't know about Cleveland today yet, but as of Thursday, Evans not spotted at the early portion of practice. That's concerning as well. Also, Tank Dell, it's trending in the wrong direction for my guy, uh, Tank Dell as well. Higgins, at least, it's nice to see Higgins and Amon Ra back at practice, even in a limited fashion. Yep, an expectation seems to be that Saquon Barkley should play. Not sure about the rest of his team, uh, because Daniel Jones didn't practice. Andrew Thomas didn't either. Some big, important players for the Giants. Uh, And the line in Niners-Browns is now up to seven, uh, with a total of 37.5. So certainly the market and DraftKings expects that Deshaun Watson will not play. Yeah. All right, let's look at Thursday night's injuries then as we get ready uh, for the game. Travis Kelsey questionable with he's the playing. ankle? It seems like he's playing, though. He's playing. Yeah. Tra- uh, reports are Taylor Swift will be in the house tonight. She skipped uh, last uh, week. Not uh, a big fan uh, of Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> who is? <laughs> oh, whoa. Wow. From downtown. Oh, come on. What? Come wow. on. Oh. Minnesota's a great lovely. city. I, you very know what, actually, warm. Honestly, very warm. Very warm. Very <laughs> warm. You know what? They did this book good. I, like I went to see a Super Bowl there, and it was it was cold as as all get out. But, uh, they did as good job. They did as good a job as possible as they could, given how uh, cold it was. It is the hometown of Prince. Uh, I'm a big fan of Prince. Um, Greg Dulcich, he's yeah. questionable with the hamstring I'm just injury. Saying, Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift is supposed to be there tonight, um, and so Terrence Kelsey is playing. I feel like Taylor Swift has earned the right to pick and choose her spots on the schedule. Well, the Clearly, air, it yeah. was the world premiere of her Eras Tour movie last night, and okay. so she was What's in Los that? Angeles for that. She's quite the jet setter um, from uh, from Los Angeles now back to uh, back to Kansas City. So she'll be in the house tonight. What, uh, what, what, what would you set the line at, at, at numbers of times we see her on camera, the shots to her? What would you set the line at? Uh, 11 and a half. I'm taking over the over. Yeah, he's taking I'm taking the over. the over. Okay, no, that's reasonable. Would you, I'd go over. Bet. Can we get DraftKings to put a line on that? I think we can. <laughs> yeah, we'll I was going to ask, what, what are the odds she makes the, uh, the eight-hour flight across to Europe when uh, the Chiefs play at the Dolphins in a few weeks? Because mm. that's the real test of the relationship. Are <laughs> 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 you flying? I like that you across, put that out there. Across it the Atlantic Ocean, Taylor. What would you set the odds are that she makes the trip. Yeah, I'm not. I'd say plus three hundred. Sli- slight dog. Yeah. Slight oh, dog. slight dog. Okay. Yeah. I don't All know. Right. It is. It is really nice over there. I mean, the thing is, is that she gets. to I mean, she travels private. And it's she, true. It's, it's not she's like not, us. She, it's, exactly. Yeah, she's, she's not like. Yeah. She's yeah. not yeah. like. Yeah. A, she's you. not yeah. like. You know. Yeah. I hope I get upgraded. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like. 
Yeah. He's sitting in the middle seat. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's it didn't even have pre-check. Yeah. No, no. Nah, exactly. That's not Taylor Swift's like, life. She's probably got her own, like, you know, yeah. 750, private 757. Yeah, like, branded. You know, branded. With all her album yeah. covers yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I so. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, do you think, I don't think she pulls the Dan Snyder thing where she puts her logo on the plane and then charges her company back no. for it. Because oh. that's what Snyder did. You know, he put the, <laughs> oh, yeah. he put the Washington logo on the plane and then charged the team $4 million for advertising on his own private plane. Understand. A lot of people didn't see me going from uh, from Taylor Swift, who I'm a fan of, yeah, to Dan Snyder, yeah. who I hate. You're but you know what? Back I to the commanders. I, Smooth I, I, transition. Yeah. Switch. Nice By the way, Javante Williams is going to play tonight. In yes, case you sir. missed that one on the graphic as well. Now, honestly, how much Javante Williams plays in an already crowded backfield when he's working his way back from a quad injury? We'll see. This is interesting, right? Because, again, there's no injury designation on Javante Williams for tonight's game. Having said that, like, I think his line is like 35 and a half rushing yards. Like, they're not expecting a big workload for him because, again, some, they do like Samaji P. run on, on third down. And Jaleel McLaughlin's been a thing. Not to mention by the fact that, you know, uh, you know as a double-digit underdog, the expectation here is that Denver's going to have to throw quite a bit to keep up with the Chiefs. Yep. I, when there's situations like that, I like backing the alternate overs on players like Javante. Because what if he's just fine? Like, he's got no injury designation. Yeah, they sure. might have just given him some extra time. Maybe he's just Javante Williams. Uh, because the market's just guessing with things like this. So he's plus 550 to get 70-plus rushing yards. Chiefs' defense doesn't really scare you. It's fine. doesn't scare you. Game script will hurt. But you expect that he will be the number one running back. Although the, Bronco, the Broncos, are, you know, the, I feel it's like... good the, offense. The, the, the Bron- exactly. The, de- the defense is awful. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it is... Expe- I don't know how much this will impact it, but there is expected to be kind of a windy game tonight. Like, the weather's not supposed to be great. So, again, maybe that affects some of the passing, and maybe they do try to uh, grind it out a little bit more on the ground. Well, let's jump into more running backs as we yeah. get into love-hate, and that's where we start. And, of course... We're looking at the Miami offense, as we often do, and that is Raheem Mostert, Matthew. He tops the love list for running backs. He comes in as RB6 for you in a matchup against the Panthers that the Dolphins are favored by two touchdowns. He's had at least 15 fantasy points in each of his last three games when he's had 12 touches. Panthers allow the second most fantasy points to running backs this season. They've allowed the most rushing touchdowns to opposing running backs. No team in the NFL has allowed more. They're tied for the most. And, oh, by the way, no Devon Achan. So uh, we, D- Jeff Wilson Jr. By the way, not not mentioned. We didn't see that on the screen, but Jeff Wilson Jr. practiced yesterday, which is exciting. Dolphins running back coach says he looks good to go. He has not officially been activated yet, but it's trending in the right direction for Wilson to be out there. But still, even if he's out there, it's his first game back. Mostert should be the lead back in an amazing matchup. He's my running back six this week. Like. And it wouldn't shock me if he finishes as the number one running back in fantasy this week. Yep. He has that kind of upside. 13 and a half point favorites uh, for the best offense in football. So mostly just by accident might yeah. score two touchdowns. And just it's just goes to show to all NFL players out there, Raheem Mostert on the show last year and now – Look at how well he's doing. So you come on the show, you have a great year. Yep. No. Ipso if, facto, if, as if you so, say. Ipso <laughs> facto. Jonathan Taylor was on the show. He got paid. Yes. Just, yep. just. I, Lamb was on the show. Had a great game against the Niners, and so forth. It, yeah. George Kittle was on the show. He George was. Kittle had three yeah. touchdowns. Yep. I'm sure. just, you know, it just goes to show you. There's no denying this. There's, uh, there's, it's absolutely. Debo Samuel was on the show. And then he was a decoy the next game. <laughs> but overall, he's usually pretty good. Yeah. Great game against the Giants. <laughs> yes. Yep. There you go. Our next one here, Jay Isaiah Pacheco against the Broncos. We saw what Brees Hall did to this Broncos defense. We've seen what a lot of offensive players have done to this Broncos defense. He checks in as a top 10 running back for Matthew this week. Yep. And his rushing prop on DraftKings is 74 and a half, minus 135 the over. I don't think it's ever been that high yeah, I was say for Isaiah high. Pacheco. That's as high as it's ever gotten. And look, against this Broncos rushing defense, which is 
yeah, activated, what, four touchdown games for Raheem Mostert and Devin Achan combined, activated Brees Hall back into a top five running back in the NFL on talent. I think that this is as good a situation as Isaiah Pacheco will ever have. No team in the NFL allows more rushing yards per game than the Denver Broncos, right? 164 rushing yards per game, 6.1 yards per carry to opposing running backs. Obviously, some of that's inflated by how insane the Miami game was and Achan and Mostert, but still... In four out of the five games they've played this year, the Broncos have allowed at least 22 fantasy points to a running back. Pacheco is clearly the lead back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, we talked about maybe isn't great weather there, so maybe the passing isn't working as much. They want to, um, uh, they want to feed Pacheco even more. Game script should work. It is a short week as well. So, yeah, man, give me some Isaiah Pacheco. He's a top 10 running back play this week. He's my running back nine. Connor, you uh, watched the Broncos pretty closely, allegedly, as they yeah. played the Jets. What's wrong with this defense? Because this was an elite defense last year. Do you think this is just going to be the situation going forward this year? Uh, There's no gap control in their run defense. It's a lot of guys guessing. It's a lot of players that are just simply not good run defenders anyway. I mean, you watch the Brees Hall 72-yard touchdown run. The Jets had a lead back uh, blocking fullback on the play. He didn't have to block anyone. They ran out of players that would have made the tackle on Brees, and Brees scored anyway. The Jets had an extra blocker that they didn't even need on the play. It's it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. when you. That's how bad they are. That's how bad they are. So, yes, this, is, back. Oh, this, is not, this isn't like a weird I'm just going to watch and enjoy the play. <laughs> yeah, literally nothing to do. Yeah. So that's how bad the Broncos' defense are, and this yeah. is not a trend. This is a season-long thing that will continue. Yep. And they've also, again, they're tra- the Broncos traveling on a short week to Kansas City, so that, you know, it's an offense they know well, but still, like, it doesn't feel like What could go wrong? What could go wrong? It's super, <laughs> they don't look super prepared. All right, so expect big things from Isaiah Pacheco, who had a good day um, against the Jets' defense a couple weeks ago, and that's who DeAndre Swift has this week, guys. He comes in very as RB12 for you, and Swift has taken this job and simply ran away with it. I see what you did there. You like that one? I, 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 I do. Um, listen, this is a pro-Swift show, whether it's Taylor or DeAndre, as he's leaping over tacklers there with his tucked-in shirt, Jay Croucher, <laughs> because real men... Oh, actually, it's, it, it got on <laughs> He's mic'd up for NFL films. He's mic'd up for NFL films. That's wire. what it is. Exactly. He, he didn't mind the gold wire. Uh, he's, he's tougher than me. He's also better than me, right? Four straight games with at least 17 touches. He's also had basically a 15% target share over the past two weeks, which has been really nice. That was always one of the anti-arguments against him in the preseason was, well, the, the Eagles just don't really throw to their running backs. But the last two weeks, they have been as well. I know people might be scared about the matchup with the Jets, but believe it or not, New York actually bottom 10 in terms of most fantasy points allowed to running backs this season. You can run on the Jets, especially when you're obviously behind one of the best offensive lines in football. So, yeah, give me uh, DeAndre Swift as a top 12 running back this week. I think people might be scared off the matchup, and they shouldn't be. Yeah, and I think the key is, as you mentioned, the work in the passing game. When he was going off against Minnesota and Tampa Bay, those 175, 130 rushing games back-to-back, he only had... Uh, 14 receiving yards across those two games. Yeah, now yeah. he's had 10 receptions the past two games. He's clearly separated himself from Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, and now, I mean, they're touchdown favorites, so you'd expect that they would be able to run the ball. Yeah. A couple others receiving votes. James Cook, who we talked a lot about earlier in the week. Jaleel McLaughlin, or as some people would say, a rich man's Jameer Gibbs. And Imari wow. DiMercato, wow. Uh, who was Bad a big, a big hit on the waiver wire this week, guys. Giants have allowed the second most rushing yards to running backs this season. James Cook is a top 20 play for me again. We talked about him on yesterday's show. Jaleel McLaughlin, tonight, look, 
He's had 133 scrimmage yards on 22 touches of the last two weeks. We just talked about it with Javante Williams that maybe they limit him a little bit in this first game back. Remember, he's had a double-digit target share in each of the last two games with the Broncos as a 10.5-point underdog. They're probably throwing more than they want to. McLaughlin is the guy they like in the passing game. And Amari DiMicardo, again, we're trying to figure out this Arizona backfield. I think you'll see some Keontae Ingram. Maybe you'll see a, a touch or two for Rondell Moore. But it feels like when they're on third down, it will be DiMicardo, who played 100% of the snaps when James Conner went down. Keontae Ingram's had zero third down snaps this entire season. Now, Ingram was uh, a scratch last week, so that's why one of the reasons why DiMicardo got so much run after James Conner went down. But Cardinals are a touchdown underdog here, so... The theory here is they're going to be throwing more. And so DiMicardo, who's the passing down back, I think he's flex play usable in a PPR league. He's my running back 32. Let's not get crazy. But it feels like he's the safer bet if you're playing a Cardinals running back, if you have to, because you've got Aaron Jones and Najee Harris on a bye, you know, whatever. My man, Najee Harris. You're not yeah. man. Uh, we spoke about him yesterday, but James Cook is the one for me. I know a lot of people would have hopped off the bandwagon a little bit after he did, you know, effectively nothing against the Jags, but yes. they were trailing that entire game. They were just never in position to really run the ball, constantly throwing, just couldn't stay on the field, couldn't convert a third down. James Cook would be fine, averaging almost five yards per carry, and gets a dream matchup against the Giants. Jay, if you had to start one between Jaleel McLaughlin and Imari DiMercato, Barry has them RB31 and RB32. In your flex, who do you roll with? Do you roll with the early play for Thursday Night Football, or do you wait it out? Uh, I think I would go DeMarcado. Also, because you get a little bit of flexibility as well mm. to understand the situation, just the extra few days. Cause when it's that close, I kind of prize that flexibility. Also, Jaleel McLaughlin. The thing is there is that he probably will get passing game work because they're probably going to be down. But I just have a bit more confidence in the stability of uh, DeMarcado's role, which is a strange thing to say, but I think it's true. All right, a couple running backs that make the hate list. We're going to start with Jonathan Taylor as he tries to get back into form, coming off the IR with the extension. He's got the Jacksonville defense this week. And, Barry, he comes in as RB25 for you as the Colts try to get him back into form while Zach Moss is still a thing. Yeah, it feels like he's more of a touchdown-dependent flex this week until we see the full workload for him, and we just don't know when that's going to be. Maybe it's this week. Maybe it's two weeks from now. I mean, the guy played 10 snaps last week. He played 10 snaps last week, and Zach Moss was awesome. So really all you're doing is you're banking on reputation. Obviously, the guy did get paid, but it's not a great matchup. Jags allow the fifth fewest rushing yards per game to running back so far this year. Only one running back has scored 15 or more fantasy points against Jacksonville this entire year. I mean, they just shut down James Cook last week, right? And so the Jaguars, who are com- who have you know gone through this for coming back from London, right? So they know sort of how to deal with that as well. So if you're telling me, They've only allowed one running back all year to get at least 15 fantasy points. And if you say to me, well, listen, it's going to happen a second time. There's going to be one Colts running back that gets 15 fantasy points against them. You feel better about Zach Moss than you do at Jonathan Taylor this week. So, again, maybe he ramps up from 10 snaps to like 20 or something like that. But I think you're really going to need him to pay off into into the end zone for him to – be worth playing this week. Yeah, I agree this week isn't great for JT, but I would be looking to trade for Taylor if he has a bad yeah, sure. game because, one, it's going to flip the snap yes, count and correct. the carries, and then, two, quietly, the Colts' offensive line is playing really well. It was a disaster last year. It wasn't even great the year before when JT had that amazing year, but Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith, these guys are all back to playing no pro, all pro level, so it's going to turn, and JT, I think, will be a monster down the stretch. And one other thing, you know, this came out after we did the show yesterday, but I believe... Adam Schefter tweeting out the fact that the expectation now is that it might be four to eight weeks as Anthony Richardson deals with this AC sprain joint. And so one of the things we talked about when the injury came about is that in the three games that Gardner Minshew has played this year, 
the Colts are averaging 30 or more running back touches a game in those games. And so with they still want to be run heavy, to your point. Like the offensive line is a strength, and they want to be run heavy, that Shane Steichen wants to do that. But without Richardson to be one of the guys that's running the ball, that's more work for Taylor and Moss. They'll still be run heavy. And if Richardson's going to miss two months now, suddenly, um, or at least that's within the cards uh, that he potentially could, you feel better about the workload of the running backs, less chances for them to get vultured at the goal line, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, very easy schedule for the Colts as well, which I think is pivotal there because they will be in games first where they can run. Our next one, Jay, Miles Sanders. A lot of things going the wrong, wrong direction for Miles Sanders. Snap rates going down, target shares going down, and quite frankly, this isn't an offense that can run the football either. Who would you rather start, Matthew, this weekend? Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard? Chuba Hubbard? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just – Grim. Well, because – I don't know if Miles Sanders is 100% healthy. I mean, like, you know, we saw the uh, tweet the other day about, like, you know, um, you know, Frank Reich saying, like, Miles Sanders in practice week, you know, had a little something. Very vague. But, he, like, whatever. Like, he, he's had the groin issue. He's been dealing with it. And as we talked about yesterday, Miles Sanders' passing game usage has completely disappeared the last two weeks. And Chuba Hubbard is getting there. And so a game in which we expect them to get absolutely destroyed by the Dolphins I mean, the Panthers are, you know, one of the worst teams. There's a reason Carolina picked first in the NFL draft last year. There's a reason they haven't won a game yet this year. And so the Dolphins, which is, you know, as good a team as there is in the NFL right now, they should win this handily. And so whether it's because there'd be a negative game script and they trust Hubbard more in the passing game or because Sanders isn't 100% healthy and in a game in which now they're down, they're like, you know what, Miles, just no reason to further injure yourself. Like, just go take a break. Yeah, I, I think I feel better about I don't feel good about any of them, but I feel I think if 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 forced to start one of them, I feel better about Hubbard. Yep, agreed. Our last one, Jerome Ford, and he's got the Niners defense. There's basically a trend this year, Barry. If somebody has the Niners defense, there's a good chance they show up on the hate list. Yeah, I mean, look, San Francisco allows the fewest rushing yards per game to running backs this season. Teams that face 49ers are averaging a league low 11.8 running backs per carry. I mean, they're just just—they're not being able to run the ball. The offense is so efficient on the other side of the ball, they find themselves a negative game script. I mean, they just shut down Tony Pollard. I like Jerome Ford, right? We all like Jerome Ford. Oh, he, ain't, he ain't Tony Pollard, and Tony Pollard could do nothing against this Niners defense as well. The two games that Ford has started, he's averaging just 2.3 yards per carry. What you're counting on with Ford is the passing game usage, but now it's either going to be a less than healthy Deshaun Watson or looking more and more likely it's P.J. Walker under center. And so maybe he gets you there with some passing game usage and some quick dump-offs because Walker will be under pressure. But I have him as barely a top 30 play this week. He's running back 27. Hard for me to see him as anything other than just kind of a – a PPR flex where you, you squint and hope. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's going to see more eight-man boxes than Jerome Ford and the Cleveland offense this week because, again, 20-mile-per-hour wins as well. In Cleveland, I would expect that San Francisco are going to try and make P.J. Walker, if it is P.J. Walker, throw the ball. Uh, so, yeah, not a great situation for Jerome Ford, who showed against the Ravens that he probably can't overcome you know, a difficult context uh, in terms of game script and in terms of people loading up to stop the run. The toughest competition of the year is Hang on, here. Before you get there, wait, wait, wait. Uh, the toughest uh, competition of the year is yeah, here. No, no, but no, no, before you get to the toughest competition of the year, I, it's I just here, want to point this out. Can we, can, Stephen, take off the promo for a second. I, I have a, I have something I want to discuss. <laughs> All right, thank you. All right, I'm just curious because Jay, I want to just, I want to compliment you on one thing right mm. here. Very, here just, don't fall for no, 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 no. And here's what it is: you take a stand. Yeah. Like I admire that. Yeah. I admire that. Like, listen, I just feel like Connor 
way too often fences it. Yeah. Right? I mean, like you took a shot to my uh, my tucked in shirt <laughs> yeah, there, and Connor just let it go. Connor should have either defended me or jumped in and piled on, but he just he just laid back mm. and didn't do anything, which I feel like is too common a thing. So I'm putting you on the spot. Where are you? Do you disagree with my choice, or are you on board with this? Oh no, Where, it's pathetic. You, okay, <laughs> no, you, the cold wire. A no, cold it's, it's, wire? It's, it's, no, it's not the cold. It's not the cold wire. Like it's a metal. It's not the cold wire. It is literally a metal thing. It is a metal. I'm, I'm going to uh, pull it out. And I'll show you. It is this metal uh, thing that like just. Like digs into your skin. Yeah, man, Connor uh, like, I mean, we're mic'd up. <laughs> yeah, we also have microphones. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe the guys just don't like me on the crew, and they just sh- shove it down I, there. But I all of a sudden, I think I that's these, what it is. Maybe it is. I yeah. get these red marks at the top of my ass, and it's just like you know, because they're like, boom. Yeah. So anyway, you get yeah. home, your wife's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. That's right. fair. All right, and so just, now I, I guess she's see like, it. "You I and Jay, it. did you guys recreate one night in Buffalo?" And I'm like, "Honey, no, that was a one-time thing." The rumors are true. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage as 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th. The game's also available on CNBC. We're taking our first break. When we're back, love-hate continues. Pass catchers, quarterbacks coming right up. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This Saturday, South Bend will set the stage for some of the biggest stars in college football that hope to shine in one of the sport's biggest rivalries as the USC Trojans take on the Fighting Irish under the lights at Notre Dame Stadium. Legacies will be written and bragging rights will be claimed. It's USC Notre Dame Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC and Peacock. What do you take like? away from playing with Cooper for the first time in the game? Um, the game comes really easy. It just flows kind of naturally and uh, being able to ask questions and kind of see where, what the, I guess the coverage is and what we were kind of expecting before the game, uh, what we talked about through the week uh, happened right before our eyes because number 10 out there. So, so people shouldn't drop you from their fantasy teams? Uh, yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> that was Puka Nakua. He doesn't want to tell you that you should not drop him from your fantasy team because that would be insane. Puka Nakua... Leads the love list for pass catchers here, guys. We finally got to see him play with Cooper Cup. 
and really not much changed for Puka Nakua. Still an effective target that can play alongside Cooper Cup. So, Matthew, he comes in as wide receiver 10 for you this week against the Cardinals. He's clearly a wide receiver one. He played 100% of the snaps last week. He saw a 32% target share with Cooper Cup on the field. And then you think about this matchup with Arizona, which is so great. They bottom five in the NFL in both receptions and most yards allowed to wide receivers. They allow the third highest catch rate to opposing wide receivers. And by the way, just so for my love hate today, which is available, you can read it for free on NBCSports.com, RotorWorld.com. I did an AMA, Ask Matthew Anything. And one of the questions that I didn't get to use, I got so many great questions that I had to cut it down. But one of the questions I got to use is, have you ever seen Puka Nakua and Danny Rojas in the same room? Of course, Danny Rojas, uh, one of the uh, great AFC Richmond players from uh, Ted Lasso. And the answer is no, you haven't seen him. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a good call. He's a very happy I, man, Pugin Nico. Yeah, he always smiles. Again, yeah, football is life. Yeah, yeah. late in the league in targets and receptions, as everyone predicted. I think the big thing with Nico is that he got 11 targets in a game with Cooper Cup. And yeah. Cooper Cup, there's no restrictions on Cooper Cup. Right. It's just Cooper Cup. And also, the big thing there is... They only had the ball for 22 minutes because the Eagles kept on the, as you yeah, call it, yeah, yeah. the bush bush, the, the brotherly shove. Yeah, they yeah. just could not get off the field. Uh, and so the fact that he was still able to produce as he did, that's almost his flaw these days, Puka Nakua. A hundred percent. And by the way, Rams have the fourth highest implied team total when you look at the numbers on DraftKings. Real quickly, I just want to point out that as we talk about the fact this my Ask Matthew Anything, you know, uh, my, my love-hate column, want to give a shout out here uh, so I didn't get to use the Danny Rojas question but one question I did use was Wade Garrett it was my favorite question Wade Garrett gave me my favorite question he drinks for free I can't repeat the question on air you'll have to go check out the column at NBCSports.com RotoWorld.com but Wade drinks for free today at the happy hour our next one here Jay Adam Thielen who has been the guy for Bryce Young and also Andy Dalton at one point of the season for the Carolina Panthers he comes in as a top 15 wide receiver against the Dolphins in a game that they're underdogs by two touchdowns a lot of throwing expected yeah and the thing is with fantasy the yards don't have to matter Matthew they don't have to contribute towards a victory they just need to happen And I think that it was good that Bryce Young showed last week that he can compile garbage time yards, which I think was a question mark. But the fact that he was able to move the ball against Detroit's prevent defense, I think it bodes well for people like Adam Thielen going forward. Adam Thielen, who just looks more spry than he has in previous years, and he's clearly the guy for Bryce Young. Yeah, by the way, that's been described to me as well. I look more spry than I think I have in years as well. You mentioned the usage, right? He's had at least one red zone target in three of the last four games. Four straight games with at least seven receptions, averaging over 11 targets in that that uh, stretch. And so, again, game script, right, as you suggest, thinks that they'll be throwing a ton. Well, get this. The Dolphins, as good as they are on offense, they're actually tied for the second most receptions allowed to the slot this year, which is obviously where Thielen runs the majority of his routes. I'm as a top 12 wide receiver. I don't know how long it's going to last, but for this week, he's a wide receiver one. Another wide receiver that comes in in the top 15, Calvin Ridley who he's got the Colts again. We saw what he was able to do against the Colts in week one. Eight catches over 100 yards and a touchdown, Barry. It looks like. And Trevor Lawrence played really, really well last week in London against the Bills. I think that helps out here as well. It really does. Look, the first, that, that first game against Indianapolis in week one, eight for 101 and a touchdown on 11 targets. Colts are bottom 10 in both fantasy points and yards allowed to wide receivers this season. We should see a decent amount of targets for Calvin Ridley, I really like Trevor Lawrence in this game as well. Hint about what might be coming up later. And and so Ridley, who's seen seven or more targets in four or five games this season, well, get this. Wide receivers that have seen at least seven targets against Indianapolis this year are averaging almost 20 fantasy points per game. 
Give me Calvin Ridley as a top 15 wide receiver. He's my number 14 wide out in week six. I think the other thing with Ridley is that often you expect players like rookies to potentially get better as the season goes on, as they become more accustomed with the offense. You'd also expect the guy who hasn't really played in three years to get better as the season goes on, mm -hmm. as he gets more of a rapport with Trevor Lawrence. Think back to that Kansas City game in particular, where they were just like slightly off with their timing, and Ridley could have had a touchdown, he could have had a lot more yards and catches in that game. So I would expect that he is a guy who should get better as the season progresses. Yeah, and earlier on the injury re report, we showed Zay Jones did not practice with a knee injury as well. So expect a lot of targets, obviously, for Ridley in this game. How about Logan Thomas against the Falcons coming in in Barry's rankings, Jay, as tight end 12. We've seen a spry Logan Thomas recently as well. Very spry. Matthew's man, Logan Thomas, who yeah, sure. makes it into the show every single day somehow. I'm not really sure how, but I think you raised the point yesterday, Matthew, that Sam Howell is under pressure so much that so he much. often just needs to get the ball out. Yeah. And who's he get it out to? the tallest person in front of him who's in the middle of the field in Logan Thomas. And clearly they have a rapport. Hal does not have a rapport with Derry McLaurin or Johan Dotson for some reason, but Logan Thomas seems like his guy. Yeah, he's had at least 40 receptions in three of the past four games. He's scored in two of those. It's a good match with the Falcons. Four of the five tight ends to face Atlanta this year have scored at least 12 fantasy points. They allow the second most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. And you think about Eric Bannamy's offense coming from Kansas City, obviously, I'm not saying Logan Thomas is Travis Kelsey, but you do know that the tight end is part of that offensive scheme. All right, a couple others receiving votes. Jacoby Myers, who has been a target monster when healthy in that Raiders offense. Jordan Addison, of course. Justin Jefferson is down for at least a couple weeks now. Josh Downs, who's looked really good with Gardner Minshew when Minshew has played. Rasheed Rice, who is starting to pick up some steam as a rookie in the Chiefs offense. And then Tyler Conklin, of course, Matthew, a tight end against the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Myers, obviously, the revenge game that everyone's been talking about. They've had it circle on the calendars all offseason as well, going back to play the Patriots. Um, look, he's had a 32% target share in the three games that he's played with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like a 32% target share. You saw it on Monday night as well. Again, he's always looking for him. He's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game. So I like him. Jordan Addison, first opportunity without Justin Jefferson on the field. He's been moving up. He's had four games so far this year where he's had at least five targets. 15.5 fantasy points is what he's averaging in there. Obviously, Justin Jefferson not being in this game vacates 10 targets per game. Some of it's been touchdown influence, that 15.5, like he's had some big plays. But still, that's going to be an opportunity for him, especially against Chicago, who are tied for the third most touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. We talked about Gardner Minshew. He's starting this week. We talked about him when the Anthony Richardson injury came down. But in case you missed that show... Josh Downs is going to be a thing. As long as Gardner Minshew's under center, Josh Downs is going to be a thing. You talked about how good he is in the slot. He's had a 25% target share in the three games that Minshew has played. There's a connection there. I'll talk about Rasheed Rice real quickly. Leads all qualified wide receivers in targets per route. He leads all the Chiefs in red zone targets. Denver allows the highest catch rate to wide receivers. Rasheed Rice is coming. It's just it's a, it's a matter of like when he gets more routes. But yep. when he's out there, he's earning a target at a very high rate on them. And finally, Tyler Conklin, your guy. Yeah, you I got know, yep. Kyle Rogers, I know you. I know Fire you love some Tyler, Tyler. Look, so does Zach Wilson lately. Uh, look, four straight games with at least five targets, right? And we, we death taxes start your tight ends against the Eagles. He's a top twelve play for me this week. Yep, Connor. How good do you think Jordan Addison can be while Jefferson is out? Like, is he a guy who can be a bona fide wide receiver? One. Think about someone like who'd rather have while Jefferson is out, Jordan Addison or like Devontae Smith. 
Ooh, that's a good one. I, th- I think I would still take Addison, which is, wow. sounds great. It sounds crazy, but it does. Th- it's just weird with the Eagles' offense. The amount of goose egg type games Devontae yeah, can wow. have when AJ Brown goes up and short swings the other way. Sometimes Brown doesn't have a good game, and Devontae Addison's consistency is why I would say him there when Jefferson wow. is out. It's not a conversation when Justin Jefferson is healthy, but you will see incredible fantasy consistency from Jordan Addison these next couple weeks. Yep. They've just got too many guys in Philadelphia, and they're too good at running the ball, right. and the team's too good, so they have a lead all the time. And so there's just like you, the drives go by, and you forget that Devontae Smith is out there because everything at the moment is going to A.J. Brown. Dallas Goddard obviously had his big game. I think Devontae Smith is too good that eventually he will just yeah, get I, his. I'm, I'm, but just the ceiling on Addison, I think, is, is the headline there. I think I'd rather have Smith. But like, if I said to you, like, who would you rather have, um, you know, Jordan Addison or DK Metcalf the rest of the way, like, you know I'm just right. Jordan Jordan Addison or you know DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like you yeah, know what I mean? Like I would, like, take, Addison, I would take Addison, yeah. Yeah. right? I mean, like we love Hop, you know, but again, that offense is, is really somewhat yeah. somewhat challenged. Like he's in that he's top twenty ish range for sure yep. uh, the rest of the way. All and right. uh, anyway, uh, really like him this week as well. I think he's a top 30 wide receiver. I want to see it a little bit more, but right. he's got top 20 upside. Yep. Let's jump into the hate list for pass yeah. catchers, which is led by uh, somebody that was called a decoy after being on this show earlier, Debo Samuel. Yeah. He's got the Browns. You mentioned some bad weather potentially there. And the fact is, too, I mean, this is an offense that has a lot of weapons here, Jay, that – you never really know when it's going to be a Debo week if it is one. Maybe a little galaxy brain, but maybe the weather helps Debo a little bit because they've got to throw shorter passes, maybe more yards after the catch. Probably not going to be the conditions where Brock Purdy can cook like he did against Dallas yeah. with those in-breaking routes deep in the middle of the field to Ayuk. I think it is instructive that the one game that Debo really went off was against the Giants on Thursday night when Brandon Ayuk was out. I just worry that when this team is fully healthy, there's just not enough there, not enough opportunity for Debo to live up to his ADP. He's had three total targets the last two weeks, three. Now, again, I think some of it is because he's, he's been less than 100% healthy and they haven't needed to, and so he's been a little bit of a decoy. But three targets in two weeks is three targets in two weeks. Like, it ain't great. 37.5 over under, it's the lowest on the slate, right? We expect there's like a 65% chance of rain possibly up to 35 mile per hour uh, winds in this game as well so offense we expect to be challenged especially if pj walker's under center for the browns they may not need to do much to beat cleveland they may just be like you know we're just going to try to like just grind it out and just get out of this game with a, you know a 13-6 win kind of thing uh, against them cleveland by the way for the struggles that they may have offensively especially against the niners they're really good defensively. The fewest receptions, fewest yards, fewest fantasy points allowed to wide receivers are the Cleveland Browns. You see it there on your screen. First in the NFL in all those ranks against wide receivers, and they're tied for the fewest touchdowns allowed to opposing wide receivers. Only one wide receiver has scored double-digit fantasy points against San Francisco this year on fewer than seven receptions. Right? I mean, so again, like, you're going to need volume to get there against the Browns, and because, whether it's because of injury, because of so many mouths to feed, because of the weather. Like, does Debo Samuel get that kind of volume against him? I don't think so. I'm at wide receiver 25, so he's, he's merely a mid-tier flex for me. That's the lowest I think I've had Debo all year. It's the lowest I've had him that I can remember. Yep. But, you know, 
Yes. As I think Hateless that, is all about expectations, and I've lowered expectations for Debo Samuel this week. With that Cleveland defense, one, the betting market treats it as the best defense in football. And I think maybe a little people were a little thrown off the scent because they gave up 28 to Baltimore. Mm. Baltimore kept on getting the ball at like the 20-yard right. line because DTR, he just, he just wasn't ready for that moment. And Cleveland just had no chance with field position. So that is still an elite defense when you add in the weather and the conditions. I wouldn't expect it. It's going to be a huge day for an otherwise awesome San Francisco offense. We'll keep the conversation right with this game because Amari Cooper is the next player on the hate list for pass catchers, and we can't repeat it enough. Bad wind, chance of rain, lowest total on the slate, Barry, and that's why Cooper comes in as wide receiver 20, two, two spots after Debo Samuel, not to mention P.J. Walker probably has a big effect in this if he has to play. Yeah, exactly. Again, San Francisco also very good against the pass. They've been very good at shutting down passing offenses as well. And so you think about that game last week, the last game that the Browns played when Deshaun Watson was out, Amari Cooper, one catch on six targets. And so, look, they're putting P.J. Walker in because they feel better about him than they do Dorian Thompson-Robinson at this point of DTR's career. But still, like, you don't feel great about Amari Cooper in bad weather with a backup quarterback against the Niners. He's just outside. Volume may get him there, but I'm at wide receiver 27. Again, he's slightly lower than Debo, but they're both just merely, you know, flex plays. Our next one here, Jay, Terry McLaurin against the Falcons. Comes in as wide receiver 36 for Barry this week. He's got a matchup with A.J. Terrell. And quite frankly, we've talked about it all the time. This isn't an offense that leans on Terry McLaurin. No, and the fact that Sam Howe dropped back what, over 50 times against yeah. the Bears and McLaurin had what, four or five receptions, that's a concern. I would think that often when you see things like this, like we did with A.J. Brown when he didn't get the targets in, in a game earlier in the season, there is an overcorrection for the star wide receiver. So I would expect that they're going to try and throw to Terry McLaurin, but it just hasn't happened. And look, he came into the season with injury concerns as well. So I'm not sure if that is playing a part in his diminished performance and just his diminished target share. But uh, certainly the matchup against A.J. Terrell isn't ideal. Uh, so, and yeah, Terry McLaurin, I think, is going to have a hard time living up to his ADP the way this offense is trending. I agree with it. Like, listen, I'm not – if everything else was working, I wouldn't worry that much about Terrell because we've seen Terry McLaurin. He's been up against Darius Slay, and he's, sure. he's been fine. He's cooked him. Like, he's, he hasn't been able to be, quote, fully shut down. Honestly, what shuts him down more than opposing cornerbacks is the offense. Right. Like, the bad quarterbacks he's had to play, the bad offensive line, suspect play calling at times. Um, but – it is not a great matchup. You mentioned A.J. Terrell, who is, like, one of the better corners in the NFL. He is, I think, uh, one of the elite uh, shutdown corners in the NFL. Falcons allow the fifth-fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. You think about that 10% target share last week. He's actually, while that was a season low, he's only had one game this year with more than six targets. And Sam Howell's been throwing a decent amount. So it's weird, but just the enemy, again, taking that Kansas City offense, which has just spread the ball around, and it's – it's weird given the talent disparity between <laughs> McLaurin and a lot of the other guys on Washington, but that's just sort of what they're doing, whether it's a Howell thing or the enemy thing or he's not 100% healthy, but he's had under 55 receiving yards in four out of five games this year, Terry McLaurin. So, again, for all of you guys that call me Travis Homer over here because <laughs> I do love my commanders and future Hall of Famer Sam Howell, I don't think this is a Terry McLaurin week. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to be wrong. I don't think I'm going to be I have him outside my top 30 this week. It's a, you know, I think it's, you like the Falcons to cover the two and a half. I think so. I, I mean, the Commanders win, they'll be, what, three and three? Yeah. Feels like they're, they're, feels like they're 0 and 5. But I don't, but yeah. they're, if, you look at, if you look at their upcoming schedule, if you look at the Commanders' upcoming schedule, like, it's so brutal, dude. Like, yeah, I, I, 
they're not going anywhere this year. Yep. I, I kind of hope they lose. At yep. this point, I just I want them to lose. Yep. Me too. 8-9 <laughs> isn't coming. But, uh, because I'm, because I'm a hard fan inevitable. of the company. Do you guys feel that way that, like, I've said that before on air, and people are like, you can't be a real fan if you're wanting that to lose. That's not true at all. No, no. No. Is, I've lived I'm this with real, the Jets. Exactly. I was heartbroken when they didn't get Trevor, the Trevor Lawrence pick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, it was, like, the worst thing that could have happened. A thousand percent. What did I, Sam Donald beat the Rams and Jared Goff? Was that the game? They beat, they beat the Rams, yeah. and they won another. It's just yeah. the, wa- the Washington oh, no, had exactly a meaningless <laughs> – the year before they drafted Chase Young, the Was- Washington had a meaningless game against Miami, which was brutal that year. And uh, Miami went down and got down by one, and then they tried a two-point conversion, and Washington defended and stopped it, and they <laughs> ended up winning that game. If, if Miami scores that two-point conversion – stupid Miami. If Miami scores that two-point conversion, <laughs> if Washington had just let them, Washington would have lost that game, that had the number one pick in the draft that year, and that have had Joe Burrow. Yeah. But no, good thing we defended that two-point pass. Anyway, so yeah, you know what? I'm a realistic fan, and so I would like us to get a very high draft pick. We could use – we have talent at various places. Sometimes it goes the other way with those plays, though, because Texans fans were feeling the same way. Now they got C.J. Stroud, who'd probably go number true. one over Bryce Young. That's yeah, true. Again. true. All right, let's move over to the quarterbacks here, and we start with Justin Fields against the Vikings. Uh, Jay, it's been a – Good two-week stretch here for Justin Fields, notably through the air, where he's thrown for eight touchdowns in this two-week stretch. Vikings defense, not much working for them as well. No, and this will be an interesting game because the Vikings, they are blitzing at an absurd rate. So let's see what Fields can do through the air against the blitzing defense. I mean, Connor, have you seen progression from him as a passer the past couple weeks, or is it just because of these defenses he's playing? I've seen progression from the offense. They're actually scheming him up throws, and he's making them, and that's the most important thing. It looked like a very limited offense the first couple weeks, and Fields was a little late on a couple things. At least he's making the scheme throws now. And you know what? Steve and D'Agostino, our producer, screw you for <laughs> when you – like, because they're showing – for people that are just listening, what that is, they showed nothing but Justin Fields highlights against my commanders. You couldn't have picked some other games. It had to be nothing but him just lighting up Washington as well. Steven claiming it's a budget thing. I don't believe it. I think it was an active choice. I hate all of you. Look, the fact, that, the fact of the matter is, is quarterbacks facing the Vikings averaging almost 19, 19.4 fantasy points per game. That's eighth most in the NFL. I've also liked the fact that he's starting to use his legs. We were always wondering in the beginning of the year, why isn't he running more? Well, 11 rushing attempts in the two of the past three games. He's had at least 45 rushing yards as well. He's my QB six this week. All right, our next one here, Barry, Joe Burrow, he's got mm-hmm. the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, when we sat down to do the show, I saw a note that Joe Burrow has said he feels healthy. He feels like he's going in the right direction. He looked a lot better. I mean, everything's starting to trend upwards for Joe Burrow. And he, when T. Higgins is out, leans on Jamar Chase more than ever. There's no question about it. Everything's trending up for Joe Burrow. You know, the health, T. Higgins returning to, returning to practice. His portfolio looks great, thanks to his investment in FantasyLife.com, <laughs> of course. But look, here's the thing about Joe Burrow. The volume's been there. 40 or more pass attempts in three of the past four games. Seattle, it's a great matchup here against the Seahawks, too. They allow the third most passing yards per game this season. Three of the four quarterbacks to face the Seahawks this year have thrown for 320 yards or more. And so Burrow, who's throwing a ton, feels fully healthy, gets T. Higgins back, obviously has number one, Jamar Chase. He's my QB7 this week, should have a huge game on Sunday. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this, but DK Metcalf said that Jamar Chase is great, but I think Devin Witherspoon will get the better of him, which is not – I don't think no, you say that. Why are you poking Didn't the anyone bear, see right? what happened to Bryce Harper last night? I, I'll end yeah, yeah, well, you do oof, not yeah. poke the bear and Jamar Chase, particularly coming off a 192-yard game. 
I feel like Barr yeah. will target him. Yeah, uh, he's yeah. always open. Yeah. I love Witherspoon as much as uh, anyone. That's yes. putting him in a tough spot <laughs> yeah. as a rookie. That puts him in a tough spot. It, why don't don't talk trash for somebody else? Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. Yes. <laughs> you know, like you know, he, DK doesn't have to worry about covering yeah. Jamar Chase. No, exactly. Oh man, but this happens too often in the NFL. Uh, last one of my love list guys, by the way, is Trevor Lawrence. We sort of hinted about it when we talked about Calvin Ridley, but back-to-back games with 30 rushing yards or more, which is nice. He's starting to use his legs. He's had three games against Indianapolis dating back to last year. He's averaging 20.4 fantasy points per game there. Colts are a bottom 10 defense in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterbacks. Give me T-Law as a top 10 QB this week. Jay, a couple others receiving votes. Matthew Stafford comes in as a top 10 quarterback this week for Matthew. Russell Wilson right on the outside looking in as QB 11. And Kirk Cousins QB 12 because of that Bears secondary. Who do you like here? Yeah, I like Kirk Cousins here. I think there's probably going to be an overcorrection against Cousins because Jefferson is out. He's still got a solid offensive line. He's still got TJ Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, KJ Osborne. They can step into bigger roles. And this Bears secondary, I think, is still potentially the worst in football. By the way, we talked about Stafford when we talked about uh, Puka Nakua in Cooper Cup. We love that matchup against Arizona, who allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. We just saw Joe Burrow get healthy against them. And also, how about Russell Wilson tonight against the Chiefs? Like, two games against Kansas City last year when everything went wrong for the Broncos, and he still averaged 24.6 fantasy points per game. He's had multiple touchdown passes in four or five games this year. So, yeah, you know, I think Russ is a top-12 quarterback play as well. Listen, I know the hate list is led by Deshaun Watson. We don't know if he's going to move. We, yeah. <laughs> go, he's not going to play. <laughs> well done. There you go. <laughs> Unbelievable. Am I wrong? You really skewed the system <laughs> yeah. on but, that I mean, one. Listen, uh, listen. Do you, you hate Justin say, Jefferson this week? Yeah, I do. Them on HM? Rough game? You shouldn't start any of them. Yeah. Like, uh, you yeah. can stop down against Kansas. Just because it's obvious doesn't mean it's wrong, Jay Croucher. Deshaun Watson. You know, you go ahead. You start Deshaun Watson on your fantasy team. See how it works out for you. Unbelievable. And you're going to like, you know what? Barry was right. Barry was right. I also am not crazy about Geno Smith. To get, <laughs> he listen, is playing. That, you know, he is he is playing under fifteen, uh, under sixteen fantasy points. I should say in three or four games this over this year. He's actually only had one game with multiple touchdown passes. Cincinnati, a top ten pass defense so far. They allow the fifth lowest completion rate to opposing quarterbacks as well. There's one quarterback that has scored more than thirteen fantasy points against the Bengals this year, and uh, the, oh, I'm sorry, there are only two. And they were, they were both guys that had 45 or more rushing yards, Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. So unless you think Geno can get to 45 or more rushing yards, which maybe he can, he's my QB 15 this week. I'm not crazy about him in this game. Sneakily, they didn't do anything against the Giants as well on offense. That was a defensive right. win for the Seahawks. Yeah, by the way, speaking of the Giants, real quickly, Daniel Jones not practicing again today. So tomorrow will be important, but it revenge could be. Revenge game. It could the be. Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor revenge game on Sunday Night Football only <laughs> on NBC and Peacock. Tyrod Taylor against his former team, the Buffalo <laughs> Bills. In. You can feel the hate between the two. Tune in for the passion on Sunday Night Football exclusively on NBC and Peacock. We're going to break when we're back. Last call. Looking at our best bets for Thursday Night Football right after this. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan-favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. All right, it's time for last call. Let's look at the Thursday Night Football Most Bet Player props, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. Russell Wilson passing yards, the over at 218.5 is the most popular pick, uh, pick on the board. Patrick Mahomes' ultimate pass line of 225+. plus. Cortland Sutton receptions over 3.5 after he got pretty much blanked by the Jets secondary last week. Mahomes yeah, passing and, touchdowns and over 2.5. He's going to see Ladarius Sneed a lot tonight, too. Yeah. I'm not sure I like that bet. Pacheco over receiving yards, which is at 12.5. Jay, anything on this board, or are you veering a different direction? Uh, veering a different direction, Con. I'm going with Rasheed Rice over 29.5 nice. receiving yards. This is just way too low for me. He's gone over three straight games. In that time, he's averaged 41 yards per game. He's had seven, five, five targets the past three. And just as a general rule, I think that the best wide receiver on the field for Patrick Mahomes should not be set under 30 receiving yards. I think that is Rice. I think that he will continue. He's going to break out in a big way at some point. He doesn't even need to to go over 29 and a half. So that's my bet. I like that bet a lot. I like Russell Wilson. Look, I sort of hinted at this during when we talked about the love and the quarterback section, but... Russell Wilson, over one and a half passing touchdowns, is at plus money right now. He's had two or more touchdown passes in four or five games this season. He had four touchdown passes in the two games against the Chiefs last year. They're double-digit underdogs in this game. He should have to throw. I get it. I mean, the Kansas City defense is good, but, like, game script should work. I know there's concern about the win tonight, but I think Russ is going to have to throw. Give me the over on one and a half passing touchdowns for Russell Wilson. I'll also do this. I kind of – speaking about Isaiah Pacheco, like – I like doing an alt line. 100-plus rushing yards for Isaiah Pacheco is at plus 220. Okay, look, if you're going to bet Pacheco, right, I mean, three running backs, three different running backs have run for over 100 yards against the Broncos so far. Again, like, if you buy into the weather narrative here and the fact that they're up big, they should, you know, use Pacheco quite a bit. It's, they're the worst defense in the NFL against the run. They're 32nd against the run so far. No team that gives up more rushing yards per game than the Denver Broncos. The only concern here is... It, there, if there's one concern, it is that it's a short week and Pacheco got used a lot. And so typically on Thursdays, running backs get less workload because of the short week. But I don't know, man. All he needs to do is break a big one here. The Broncos are so bad and Pacheco's young. I'm, if you're going to bet Pacheco, I'd rather bet the alt line at 100 at plus 220 than the 75 or whatever it is as the normal line. Yep. Yeah, if you've done alt rushing yards against the Broncos every week this season, <laughs> you'd, you'd be a rich man yes, right now. So it's a correct. sound strategy. All right, I'm going with a player in Jarek McKinnon who has not been fantasy relevant this season, but I'm taking his receiving yards over 13 and a half because he's done this in three of five games. McKinnon has not had a big fantasy year. I've said this before. The Chiefs like to keep him kind of, you know, in check for the second half of the season, and he could do this in one catch, as he has three times basically out of five games this year. I like that call. Yep, I, like I like that it. call. And also, to Matthew's earlier point, additional running backs get mixed in on a Thursday, exactly. which yeah. is the key there. Curious of what you think about this. A friend, I'm not sure I'm ready to go there, but a good, fr- <laughs> no, a good friend of mine likes the Broncos to cover the 10.5 tonight. 
like a backdoor cover. I don't mind it. I think the offense is good enough potentially to do that. So, yeah, at 10.5, I'd be taking the Broncos and not yeah. feeling good about it. Fair enough. Well, listen, it's closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Untuck your shirt wherever you are for Jay and Connor. I'm Matthew Berry. Good luck tonight on Thursday Night Football. We'll see you tomorrow. Go read love. Hey, peace out. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, Use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.